took me until about sixth grade to learn what a digital footprint was. I was a pretty naive middle schooler and I, I really didn't have much phone experience at all. And my parents were very adamant about reading my text messages. I was, I was a pretty sneaky one. And one day I was texting a boy and decided that the smart decision was to delete those messages from my phone. Now, my parents are pretty intelligent people and my mom realized right away that the messages were gone. I thought to myself, I'll be fine. It's not like she'll be able to read them now that they're gone. I was incredibly wrong. It didn't take much for them to recover the deleted messages. That was the moment that I learned that things don't just disappear when you press delete. Everything that you put out on the internet will be there forever, whether it's an embarrassing Snapchat, a touchy email, or an unwise like on an Instagram post. Everyone's actions on the internet are there to stay. Or so we thought. Hello everyone, my name is Angie Brinkerhoff, and today we are going to be talking about Vanish, a research project conducted at the University of Washington, and how it plays a part in the right to be forgotten movement. The internet never forgets. This is what project member Tadayoshi Kono points to as the inspiration for Vanish, a system dedicated to the destruction of past archived data so as to protect the security of users. Kono believes that Forgetting is actually a very important property of the human evolution. The ability to forget allows healing, allows a number of other things. So forgetting is actually very important to society. Vanish was created by students Roxana Giambasu and Amit Levy, alongside faculty Tadayoshi Kono, Hank Levy, and Arvind Krishnamurthy. Interestingly enough, Giambasu was actually in a class taught by Kono on computer security, and Vanish was born out of one of her projects for the class. The two of them together decided to expand on the project and added the three other members, who all brought something different to the table until they came up with the system that we all now know as Vanish. More and more of our data is being stored on servers rather than personal computers. This is the process that we call cloud computing, and this cloud consists of both our personal and our business information. The development of protecting such data through erasure is not new. Flash memory chips have the ability to automatically erase such stored data. But what makes Vanish different, according to the researchers on the project, is that it makes it possible to shatter an encryption key through a peer-to-peer -peer filing sharing system. A system like this works through the distribution of data across computers that are all connected to a specific network that uses a specific peer-to-peer -peer technology. Public key cryptography is the revolutionary technology that makes all of this possible. For those of you out there who've never heard of public key cryptography, essentially it allows for digital data to be shared securely amongst two parties who don't ever have to meet, using a public key known to anyone and a private key known only by the owner. Vanish depends on such a key-based encryption system. When the sender sends their message, Vanish makes a secret key and encrypts it. The key is then allocated in several pieces on computers using the peer-to-peer -peer file sharing system. Over time, as computers enter and withdraw from the system, pieces of the key are permanently lost until the message can no longer be deciphered. Kono describes this process as writing a message on the sand at the beach at low tide. As the waves come, a natural process just starts to wash away the message. 
and the message disappears without any explicit action by any individual. Banish works for any type of data, not just emails and messages. It's able to destroy any data stored in the cloud, which would include your social media, your documents, you name it. Nonetheless, a system like Vanish does call a serious question up for debate. Should we even be allowed to have our data permanently erased? In our world, it really does not take much to find troves of information on just about anyone. And while this ability gives us a way to learn about people, it can also reveal some negative or unflattering information. The right to be forgotten movement was founded on the belief that such personal information should be able to be protected from being searchable online. The right to be forgotten movement first took off in Europe in 2014 when the Court of Justice ruled against Google, stating that under specific circumstances, EU citizens could remove their personal information from search results and public databases. Still, to date, however, such laws are not enforced in the United States, though other regulatory requirements have been considered by many states. In June 2019, Pew Research Center conducted a survey in the United States asking Americans whether or not they supported the right to have personal information removed from searches. Just across several demographic groups, the researchers found the answer to be yes. The survey found that 85% of U.S. adults believe that we should have the right to remove embarrassing photos and videos, while 67% believe that it should extend to employment history and work records. A slightly smaller percentage, though not really small at all, of 56% say that it should also include any negative media coverage. Not everyone is in favor of the right to be forgotten, however, as the survey found that 23% of survey respondents believe that it's more important that such information be available, as it might offer some possibly helpful info about a person. Some people even believe that it would be a violation of the First Amendment if the United States decided to implement right-to-be-forgotten laws, according to Rebecca Heilwell, a researcher with a lot of expertise in text mining and free speech coverage. In her article for Forbes, she cited Eugene Veloke, an American law professor, when he said, The deeper problem with the bill is simply that it aims to censor what people say under a broad, vague test based on what the government thinks the public should or shouldn't be discussing. He believes that there is no such thing as a right to be forgotten because there's no law that could ensure that. Instead, he views the whole thing as simply a right to suppress speech. I asked a couple of students at Vanderbilt how they felt about the right to be forgotten movement and about their own personal experiences with the internet. Here's what a few of them had to say. I think there are definitely two sides to this. I think it's important, I mean, obviously to be aware of people and the type of people they are, stuff they're capable of saying or doing. But also I don't think it is fair for anyone to have this, um, media imprint of their life and all the decisions they've made i think a lot of people make mistakes and learn from them and i think the culture right now is not very forgiving of that and i think the fact that it's all out there um online is really harmful 
I believe that the U.S. should adopt the same principles of right-to-be-forgotten laws that they have in um, Europe because you don't always post things that you want to stay on the Internet. And sometimes you may make a mistake um, and you want to be taken down. I believe that it is your right to have those things taken down. Although we don't offer that right in the U.S., I believe it would be a good thing to allow um, to implement in policy today. That was Amelia Muir and Hinox Zinga of Class of 2024. I've got one last interesting fact to leave you all with today. Researchers at UT Austin, Princeton University, and the University of Michigan have actually been working on a system that they call UnVanish. This system actually searches the peer-to-peer -peer network that Vanish relies on for anything that could be a Vanish key. It collects these keys, which would ultimately let a user rebuild a Vanish decryption key and uncover that message. So maybe the days of truly deleting data have not yet reached us. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening.